not be that smart and they may not be that pretty But they like to talk about Cardiff City It's the view from the ninny and with views from the ninny And not shoes from the ninny and the view from the ninny Welcome to a special celebratory view from the ninny this week As it is Tom Phillips' birthday Happy birthday Tom Thank you very much um, I organised a special uh, birthday message for from your favourite player um, this week uh, when he wasn't available. I got Michael Rickett to do it instead. Um, so it just I'll just press play now on that and you can hear the special birthday message from Michael, Michael Ricketts. Hi Tom, it's Michael Ricketts here. Um, ben from View from the Indian uh, told me it was your birthday and that you're a big fan of mine. So I just wanted to send you a, a very special happy birthday message. All the best, mate. Hope you have a good day. Wow, that was amazing, wasn't it, Tom? Oh, that was lovely. Real surprise, actually. Ben. Yeah, thank, that. yeah. That was a surprise to find out that Michael Ricketts was your favourite player as well, wasn't it? <laughs> I um, just didn't know something like that. You no, know, not tonight, not tonight. But it was quite a surprise. But um, thanks to Michael for taking the time to do that. Um, and Ben, it's not your birthday, but I got a special message from your favourite player as well. Uh, it's Michael Ricketts <laughs> again. <laughs> He's. Um, I just press play on that so you can hear it. Hi, Ben. Um, it's Michael Ricketts here, uh, your favourite uh, Cardiff player. I uh, just wanted to wish you all the best on your trip to New York on Wednesday. Hope you have a great day, mate, and uh, hopefully I'll see you soon. What do you make of that, Ben? What a lovely bloke. Taking his I time know. out of his day to do that. What a bloke. Yeah, what a great guy. Um, all it took was a couple DMs, and he was he was very accommodating. So thanks, Michael. Really appreciate that. And um, yes. thanks for your service in Cardiff shirt. Um, you, you surprised us all by turning up and playing for Cardiff um, because no one saw that coming. Um it's a packed podcast as usual again this week. Uh, big, big results to talk about from yesterday. Um, ben and Tom have got their heads in their hands already. I think that's a new record. We're about a minute into the podcast and I've already lost them. Um, so let's just talk about the Birmingham game because at least then I can get you back on track. Um, two all draw yesterday at St Andrews or St Andrews, if you will. Uh, left it late once again to get a, a McGuinness goal in the 90 minutes, 91st minute. Sorry. Um, ben, it was a bad start once again, wasn't it? I think it was a bad start. The game was all right. It was um, a bad start once was again, like, wasn't it? We just fucked it up. We just made things difficult for ourselves once again. We actually did all right first 15, 20 minutes. And then it just sort of went downhill from there. It's the same old story. It's the sort of youngsters and attacking players drag us out of the shit when there's ex- the more experienced senior players are costing us goals again. Um, Who are you putting the blame on? <sighs> Perry oh, and G had a shocker. Uh, especially if the first goal got torn inside out by Dini. Who could have seen that happening after our comments last week? Yeah, Tom. <laughs> um, it's just, it's the midfield again. Joe Rawls sort of didn't help Pack going missing, but every the two goals came from like almost identical balls down the channel, just cut us apart and simple finish. It's, um, yeah, it's a worry that we still can't find the solution to stop that from happening. Um, just looking at FOTMOB, please sponsor us. They're, the man of the match yesterday was Briley McGree for Birmingham, who sounds like a made-up player, if I'm being honest. Um, but back to back to Ben's point, Tom. Uh, Troy Deeney scored. Um, I don't know if you want to apologise to our listeners, um, take some responsibility for it. We just had Boris doing his emergency announcement. Maybe it's time for you to do your emergency announcement. I don't know. Um, I don't know how you feel about that. To be honest, as soon as it came out of my mouth, I knew full well it was going to come back and bite me on the ass, and it did. But, you know, yeah, I do apologise. I, I really do. But, you know, it set up a great finale, didn't it? So, positives, eh? But like, I think, like, what Ben was saying, though, about our midfield going missing, it seems like every goal that we concede is just a load of players running at our defence because they've just bypassed like a blitz, 30 yards. It? Yeah, every time. It just seems that, the you know, our defenders aren't exactly, you know, 
covering themselves in glory at the moment either. Like they seem to be getting slower and slower game by game. But they're not being helped out in front by the midfield. And it just felt inevitable that we were going to concede in the first half and go in trailing. But yeah, it was it was a poor start in terms of just mistakes again. We weren't playing that badly, just mistakes costing us. Um, if we talk about the midfield, Ben, who was the main culprit for you yesterday? I think it's going to be Marlon Pack again. He's just so slow at the Marlon moment. Pack. And like oh. for the start of the season, he was decent. He's probably the best player. For he was the our best player for the first sort of eight to ten games, wasn't it? Yeah, Definitely, I thought he was yeah. like really, really slow. But he's, he's gone backwards in this new system. It's really not working for him. And just there's a better footballer than what he's showing there in him. It's just not happening for him. He's gone to real bad form. But the problem is, I don't trust Will Volks enough to come into that squad and sort it out. Mm. I don't think he's the player that comes in there and makes a huge bit of difference. You say that um, though, do you see him dancing at the end of the game? Oh yeah, he deserves a new contract just for being a shit house. <laughs> but um, same with Pack, to be honest. The classic crying eyes, beautiful touch. But he did that. Yeah, do you not see yeah. it? He walks past rubbing his eyes. Oh no, I didn't see that. I missed that one. So good. The Anthony Gerard. Yeah. I think the favorite my favorite part of that video though was Kiefer Moore just sort of dancing and some bloke's going, Yep, well done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nice pecs, Keith. <laughs> Lovely hair. He was walking past in his um, little underarmor, wasn't he? A pink underarmor. Where'd you get a pink underarmor from? Yeah, it matches perfectly as well. Yeah, well, you ha- it has to, Tom. That's the rules. Yes, I know. I found that on Kamarthenja League, so I can imagine they're pretty strict <laughs> in the championship as well. <laughs> no, in the championship, get away with whatever. Um, <laughs> I know sort of Sunday League referees. The referees in the Sunday League can be more strict than the championship for that sort of oh, thing. Okay. Oh, yeah, that's true. 100%. Well, I, I know from watching Essex Senior League that players play that level without shin pads, so they're clearly not checking at this level, are they? <laughs> um, Tom, we started with uh, James Collins, not Ginger Monster, and Kiefer Moore um, in some kind of hybrid four five two one system i don't know i was looking on fotmob i couldn't work it out um does two out and out strikers actually work not if it's them two <laughs> that's what it seems um i don't know i feel sorry for collins like he puts a shift in all the time but nothing seems to kind of work for him like at least he's got that one goal now so he hasn't gone full medine but like it just doesn't seem to work i was like quite excited by the prospect of them starting together you know i was kind of calling for it a few weeks ago but it just doesn't really work. Classic, you know, you can't play with two two big lumps, can you? You need little and large. It doesn't really work. You know, it, it felt like it was quite off like a Harris, really, alongside Moore rather than Collins, to be honest. Well, Harris did come on, didn't he? He was he was on the pitch yeah. for uh, the later goal. Um, ben, Kiefer Moore, we've already talked about him, but he's back in the goals. Um, seems like this season he's a lot more inconsistent than he was last season. Um, still hasn't really got that run of form going. Is it about time that he, he goes four or five games scoring in each game? I think it's just he needs a run of games, doesn't he? You're not, you're not going to... It's, it's impossible to bag consecutive games. You're not playing consecutive games um, through the rot- rotations with Morrison with two hours and illness. He's not really had that consistent run that sort of when he's been fully fit. It's sort of he came back in from the COVID, from his COVID like issue and then had a bit of a run there, but you could see he was still playing catch-up wasn't quite at this fitness level. Then I think he just sort of, was he injured again or something like that? And then he came out of the squad, back in, he back COVID. out, back in. He had COVID. He, he, he had to isolate as a close contact. Then he had was, COVID. Yeah. Then he was slightly injured. Then he was suspended from Wales duty. It's, he's not, he's sh- not really he had, had a run of... He had the that. shits. He had the green apple splatters. Um, <laughs> he hasn't really had a run of games for anyone, has he? So maybe no. it's just about time he had a run of games for, for us. 
hopefully he gets that now because he looked back to his best, to be honest. He looked real up for it, controlled the game when he got the ball. Um, I'll be honest, I missed the goal as I was still coming back from Greg's. And um, yeah. <laughs> what did you get? Uh, well, we went to get Fia chicken bake. There was no chicken bakes there. Greg's pen twin, sort it out for fuck's sake. Yeah, so um, that's, a, that's an official warning. Yeah. So if you from the Indian boys should put you on don't, notice. Greg's pen twin, don't sponsor us, just sort it out. Um, so classic festive bake for me, sausage roll for fee, and uh, I got her a muffin as well. So nice. Oh, like that. no, no sweet good for you. I went to BM just before and got um you missus would appreciate this, Tom. Top deck. They've got a bunch of Australian chocolate in there. And i when I lived out in Perth, Top Deck was like my bar yeah, of choice. It's nice. I've got I've, I'm just gonna get back on this Greg's order. I think you fucked it up, Ben, because um frankly, you need a sandwich and your supplementary baked good. You have your sandwich, your, your char grilled chicken oval bite, your Mexican chicken baguette. Oh, Mexican um, chicken. There was yeah, nothing Mexican there. It was oh, bare bones. It was like a few things left. It was the end of the day, so what was it? Between three o'clock. So it was, it was caught, it was yeah, ten to four, five to four when I got in there. And it's not the best Doc Greg's at the best of times. And there's your mistake, mate, getting in there too late. Well, yeah. we was the last minute thing. We weren't sure if we were hungry. It was just yeah, yeah. No, it goes. Oh, so I suppose it Greg's. happens. Yeah. And if you haven't got much choice, then Greg's is the only thing, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah. Oh, cool. And that's it, really. That's it for the view from Minion this week. Yeah. Um no, um, uh, Tom, uh, let's get back to footballing matters. Uh, Mark McGuinness popped up again, 91st minute with the, the, the equalising goal. I guess the question is, is he the best defender in the world? Well, I think he's up there as one of the best attackers in the world at the moment. I'm not sure any of our defenders are the best, I, I don't know, the best in the Cardiff postcode at the moment. But he, to me, he's been one of our stronger defenders. But he just seems an absolute man-mountain when he's in the box. It's just the ease of how we got to that head. It was a great delivery. Yeah, his movement was lovely. Yeah. The Anticipated movement. it so well. 100%, yeah. And it just looked so effortless, didn't it? But we, we, we've always been a threat from set pieces. And this year, I don't know, we started only scoring headers. And, you know, we're, we're trying to get back to that rain, uh, vein of form again. But, you know, you know that if we've, we've got a set piece late on, we've got a chance of nicking a goal. And, like, even when we were 2-0 down in this game, we kind of, I inevitably think that we're going to concede early on. But I'm pretty confident that we're going to get back into the game now because we're just yeah. so good at doing it. I wish we'd just actually start the game well. But, you know, half, half time, it's like 2 0 down. So, oh, we, put, we might come back. You know, we scored three against Stoke. Why can't we score well, two against Birmingham? I, I, I think you're right. I was with a Birmingham fan yesterday and he when they went 2 0 up, he was like, we're, we're not comfortable as a football team in any, any, any shape or form. And I was like, well, we'll probably come back and get a draw then because we seem to only start playing when we go 2 0 down or 3 0 down as we did at Stoke. Um, I mean, it, it, it was inevitable really that we were going to get a goal and I think the weird thing is is like you say if we concede we're almost confident that we'll, we will score and when we score it feels like we're always going to score more than one because it's yeah. shown in recent games it feels like we get one then another one will come quite soon after yeah it's a weird feeling like I don't know what it is I don't know whether it's because teams start to sit back and we enjoy kind of attacking them but I d- it, it's bizarre <laughs> I just don't get why we can't put a 90-minute performance together. We haven't all year. We can't keep a clean sheet and we can't string 90 minutes together. But, yeah, I don't know. Our players seem to really thrive off confidence and sort of self-belief. And Mm. it takes that one moment of, like, that actual goal for us to really sort of get on top and start pushing again. From the second we equalised, I didn't think there was much chance of Birmingham getting a third and sort of taking the game away from us. I always felt after that when I got in, it felt like if it was going to be a goal, it was coming from us. 
Mm. Um, yeah. I think Morrison's with two hours substitutions made a huge difference. Really, Ooh, good. Oh, you, oh, you got that. You got your ass mixed up there, mate. Twice. I thought you got it wrong in the pronunciation, but when you said two hours, I knew you'd got it wrong. Morris, sorry, Morrison, one hour. Sorry, it's, go, been, it's, been a, it's been a long day. Shocking. Apologize to Sean. I apologize, Sean. Yeah, look, Sean could have helped with those tactics. You don't know. You haven't seen the WhatsApp chat, have you? I haven't, no. I he might have popped up in there. I gaffer stick young Isaac Davis on. Young Isaac Davis. The heir apparent to Craig Bellamy's throne. Um, talking about clean sheets, uh, we've conceded 39 goals this year. Uh, second most in the league behind Peterborough. Derby, who are bottom, have only conceded 21. You've almost conceded double Derby's gold against. Fuck for that points deduction. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, no, fuck me. How many, how many games have they won? They've won five and drawn 10. So how many points that would be? They'd be on... Um, They'd like, be above us by three. Yeah. yeah. Reading as well. Another one that are down yeah. there with a points deduction. Like, we're... I, I keep thinking, oh, oh, we're doing all right at the moment. You know, we're getting a few results and stuff. And I keep forgetting, oh, we are very much still in a relegation scrap here. Yeah, I had this conversation with a mate of mine and he was like, he was like, I still can't believe, like he just sent to our group chat. He was like, why are Cardiff still in 21st? I thought things are going well under Morrison. I was like, yeah, but Morrison's, Morrison's doing well, but his results tend to be sequential. We tend to win, lose, then draw, or draw, lose, and win. Like we, we, we seem to get one of everything over the three games. Um, and he's just not, he's not able, we're not able to pull away at the moment because we're not putting together that key, that key run of games where we win yeah. four or five. That point yesterday was big as well because a lot of the other results went against us. Peterborough won, yeah. Hull got a draw against Bristol, um, Derby won, Derby won. It was all just sort of case of everyone sort of closing the gap. And we needed at least a point to sort of make sure. I think if uh, it stayed 2 0, we'd lost that game, we'd have been back within two points of uh, the relegation zone. So we needed that. Point. It's it already like, really tightening up for that tw- that twenty second spot, isn't it? Because Peterborough are two points behind Reading, who are only one point behind us. We're only run- one point behind Hull, and then there's a four point gap to 18th with Bristol. Yeah. But there's there's four of us there really going for that third relegation spot. And I think I would bank on us to pull away, and I'd probably bank on Reading to eventually pull away as well. Um, but we're we're only you know, and then Barnsley on thirteen points are slightly cut adrift. But we're only a, another loss away from potentially dropping into the playoffs, uh, the, the relegations of the playoffs. God, fuck me, wishful thinking. I think Reading um, in trouble as well. They're going to have to sell a few players in January with the same things, and their squad's not exactly the deepest as it is. No, it's going to be an interesting, interesting transfer window. Um, that said, uh, we've already touched upon it, but it's a bit of a conundrum that's plaguing Cardiff City at the moment, Tom. You touched upon it, is the why we can't start games well conundrum. Um, this is different to the Cardiff City conundrum, which we'll come to later. Um, but the why can't we start games well conundrum. Um, what do you think our main issue is, Tom? We've kind of touched upon it in recent weeks, but yesterday was another example of us just starting sluggishly. Is it the tactics? Is it the players? What's What's going wrong? I don't know. It seems like they need something to happen to them to kick into gear. As if, like, all oh, right, then they like, need the we, adversity. Yeah, like we, it takes us be, having our backs up against the wall to kind of come out fighting, rather than just coming like flying out the traps. It, it, it's a weird feeling. I, I just don't, I don't quite get it. Like we've said before, like we've all we've been slow stars for a number of years now under different managers and it's with different players. So like, it, I, I don't quite understand why we've still got this kind of hangover where we just can't start a game strongly. It, I don't, I, I yeah. Sure, Dad. I don't have a clip. <laughs> ben, what do you what do you think it is? Do you think they're getting out of bed a bit too late in the morning? They're eating the wrong breakfast. I don't know. They've eaten the Greg's and got a bacon roll in the morning. 
thing is, I play well with a bacon roll in my belly. You and Robert said the same thing. Didn't I was he? just about to say he used to. Yeah. He, he had that unreal season for Leicester, and every game before he'd have uh, a bacon sandwich or a bacon roll. It's carbohydrates so, and it's protein, isn't it? Yeah. So all right, perhaps they need to go to Greg and get a bacon roll in the morning. Yeah. And it's go. cheap. Two two pound forty, I think it is, with a coffee, or is it two quid still? Two sixty now. Two six bloody yeah. Oh no, sorry, I get extra bacon, so yeah. Oh, it's two extra bacon. Two twenty, I think, because the bacon's oh, extra forty p. Yeah, I mean it's it's a, it's a cheeky little thing, that check. Yeah, a bit you of extra bacon in you know, there. You know, I would. I wish this podcast was sponsored by Greg's. The app as well. You get a free festive bacon and coffee at the moment. Yeah, that's what I've got waiting for me at the moment. Going to get it tomorrow, I think, for mm. lunch. And me, there we go. <laughs> Wander over to the market is a little treat. <laughs> um, ben, anyway, back to your opinions about um, uh, the sluggish starts. It's concentration for me. Um, same thing, just keeps on catching us out most weeks. If it's not a cutback and a tap in, it's down the middle, over the top, sort of a simple pass through the middle. Players not switching on, not being alert to what's around them. And then, yeah, a half decent finish puts us to bed. There's not a lot Smithies can do for, like you look at the Birmingham goals, there's not a lot you could do for either of those goals. He was cut, made the goal as big as he could. It was a tidy finish from Dini. It was a tidy finish from, um, oh, what's he called? I can't remember the other Birmingham goal scorer's name. Go on, um, we'll, we'll sit here until you remember it. I can't remember. I have to look on Fotmob. Please come on. Come on, come on. It's Sunjic. Sunjic, yeah. So, yeah, look, there's not a lot Smithies can do. It's down to the people in front of him there. Um, centre-backs need to be stronger. They need to communicate more. Um, Kevin Ratcliffe was on BBC Radio Wales going wild at one stage saying how no one was talking to each other. I think I that's evident. Yeah, I can hear that. He's got headphones on. We can see, can't we? <laughs> you can see, yeah. I d- do you think he's it's... Not, he's not commentating from the radio himself. He's actually watching the game. <laughs> yeah. know that. He's, he's listening on the radio and then commentating that to us. <laughs> wow, my signal's cut out there, so I don't really know what's going on. That would be funny, it? seem it? like out of times with some of the stuff he says, but it's not actually... He's actually there. He's a miserable like a, bastard, don't he? Oh, mate. That's... Um, you know, like you see those modern day watch alongs of people like Mark Goldbridge and Arsenal Fan TV. That's like a listen along old school style because obviously they're just watching the game and reporting it back to you, like listening along to then report it back to the people who are listening to you. I think we should do that. I just punched my microphone. I think we should do that. Um, you talk about that communication there, Ben. Um, do you think we're making too many changes? I know a lot of the changes have been enforced recently with Morrison two hours being suspended, Flint and... Um, Morrison kind of coming in and out of the team. There's lots of swaps in midfield, all that kind of stuff. Do you think that's an issue, Ben, that there's no communication because the players aren't necessarily used to playing with each other? I know they train together, but it's different when you get to the match day situation, isn't it? At the back in the midfield, I don't think it is. Pack's been a pretty consistent, pretty much there the whole season. NG, since Morrison, one hour's been in there. He's been in the whole team the whole season. Giles is coming at left wing back. He's been there consistent. Then it's been Nelson and McGuinness. It's only really been a swap between Flint and Morrison, who mm-hmm. are senior enough and should be the ones doing the talking anyway. Um, I don't know what it is. It's just Nelson doesn't strike me as the most vocal of players. Um, McGuinness is young. You can't really expect that from him. NG's only good when he's in a scrap. And Giles seems to not really like defending for a left wing back at the moment. Well, he's not a defender, is he? I think we we just it's better for all parties if he plays left back because he clearly wasn't number ten. Um, he wasn't able to influence the game from that role. So playing him as a kind of detached winger probably works for all parties. And if we're playing five at the back or at least three centre halves, we don't need him to defend that much because we've got the extra man in there. Um, Tom, wouldn't it just be nice to play for ninety minutes? 
Yeah. We haven't we talked about it last week. We worked it out. It's like half of every game for the last 20 odd games, isn't it? It's ridiculous. Like, do other teams play well for 90 minutes? Because when was the last time we did it? I just can't think. Like, even at Luton, like, which was a great result, we switched off for 20 minutes and their goal was coming. It's, I just can't remember a complete performance. I don't think we've had them this season. Like, no. even when we beat Millwall at home, we were lucky that they, you know, they hit the bar. Or Forest away was a prime example of a forty-five minute performance. Yeah, Blackpool maybe early on in the season. Yeah, Blackpool, I could, they, I, could I could get on board with. I think it's the closest we've had. But I still don't think there were still times in that where they were on top. And obviously, teams are going to be on top for a bit, and you sit back and you try and contain it. But I just, I honestly can't remember a game where we probably put more than forty, like you said, forty-five minutes together. I'd say it was Birmingham last year when Wilson got the hat trick. Before yeah. Then, yeah, when we had fuck all to play for. Yeah, and they'd given up the ghost class massively. But um, yeah, you're right. There's not been a complete 90 this season or even close to it, to be honest. It's worrying because we're saying about the communications thing as well. We've got chopping and changing. There's clearly, the, the management aren't happy with our players in the moment. They can't find who they want in each position. And we're not, we're not stringing performances together. And that's what worries me a little bit. You know, we haven't really got many injuries or anything at the moment. If we start to get a few injuries and we haven't got people to plug these holes, we're not pulling away from that relegation zone. We could easily get sucked into a real, real dogfight if stuff starts going against us. We've got two big games coming up now with Derby and Coventry, which you know we, we've got to get four points from at least. And then we're playing Bournemouth and West Brom. And, mm. you know, we could really find ourselves in big trouble come mid-Jan if we don't pick up results over the next few games. I think Christmas can be tough. Coventry, like... They're, they're, not, they're, no, they're no slouches. They they were good. They were on TV Saturday morning. And like while they were they came away with a draw, like they battled the whole sort of 90 minutes and they were good. They made and us like ordinary as well when we played them away. Yeah. Like we were lucky to be in that game. But I'm look I'm looking looking ahead even beyond um beyond Christmas. You go into January, and yeah, we've got the FA Cup with with Preston, but then we've got a run of games that's Blackburn with Diaz in incredible form, and they've already beaten us once this season, 5-1. Bristol City, who are just above us. Forest, who are coming into form. And then it's Barnsley and Peterborough, who are the two teams directly below us. That's huge. That, All that of a sudden, we've got there. a month and a half spell, which is properly season-defining. There's eight or nine games in there that could really make or break our relegation chances. Yeah, it's, it's, it's worrying. I wasn't worried coming into this pod today, and then I started to think about things too much. And Shit yourself now, aren't you? Absolutely. Shit myself have you drive. Yeah, absolutely cacking it now, I'm not going to lie. But yeah, it's, well, it's going to be huge. Yeah, the next month and a half is not going to be fun. Where do you see, ask your predictions now, Ben, where do you see us at the start of February after that run of games? When we, when we finish against Peterborough and, and Barnsley after that, the start of February, where do you see us in the league? We're either going to be 15th or 20th. Or, tw- or tw- uh, 20, uh, 20 seconds, sorry. So we're going to be relegation zone or slightly clear in mid-table. That's yeah, because we're playing the teams around us, aren't we? So Yeah, you're either yeah. going to pull away or you're going to be fucking right in the... You're going to be range. right in the, in the quagmire. Tom? Yeah, I, I see it exactly where we are now, to be honest. Just three points above relegation around that area where we've got to nick a point here and there. Because the Bournemouth and West Brom games as well, both away, like... Reality, we're not going to get anything from those games, you know. So it, it does come down to that Barnsley game. Barnsley's away as well, isn't it? And then Peterborough will be home. See, I don't know. Part, part of me thinks that um, we're more likely to get something from those games. Away, game. yeah, that's true. We we're seem at home. 
yeah, it's the home sort of psychological thing there. It's really sort of counting against us. Um, yeah, it's like it's it's easy to say, like you look at the table and think, oh, it should be an easy win against Derby. Like Ben said, they're not conceding many goals, and they're they're Playing in a quite real well. false. They're, they're a decent side this year. Rooney's doing, a, a, yeah, Rooney's doing an unbelievable job there for the, for the hand he's been dealt. Yeah. So it's exciting in a way. Yeah. Like juggling knives, isn't it? Exciting, but dangerous. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Good though, isn't it? Some, at, least, at least we got something to play for. Hey, yeah, least... and we got something to talk about. It helps us out. Helps, helps us the out. ratings. I know that much. Yeah, we don't have to <laughs> fabricate things. We don't have to fabricate things to talk about. Like, who needs to fabricate any kind of stupid, stupid segments in this in this podcast? Just have something to talk about. Anyway, yeah. moving on to the Carter City conundrum. Another week, um, another conundrum. I literally wrote this two hours ago because I couldn't think of one. Um, I, I don't even know if this is going to be a good one or not. But we've got contracts running out. People are running out of their contracts. I don't know how, who's going to be kept on at the end of the season. I think it's anyone's guess at this stage. Uh, but there's two two key defenders out of contract. One of them is Aidan Flint. One of them is Sean Tuars Morrison. Um, we're looking at renewals, Ben. You've got to pick one of them to stay at this stage. Who are you offering a renewal to? They both had an impact this season for different reasons. One of them is a bit of a Cardiff City legend. One of them loves scoring goals in his head. Um, who are you picking? I, 18 months ago, if you asked me this, I never thought I'd give this answer. Oh my God. Oh my God. But What's he going to say? Based on current form, Curtis Nelson. I, yeah, it's Kieran Brang. Um, <laughs> <laughs> He's really busy at CEX. Um, I keep Flint over Morrison the way it's gone. Why? And that kills me, Sarah, because I absolutely adore Morrison. I think he's an absolute legend of the club and like being a fantastic captain. But his his Cardiff City career is really sort of flickering out very quickly. And Flint, while not amazing, has I've been more impressed with him this season than I have with Morrison at any mm-hmm. stage. Mm-hmm. I think I think the thing with Flint is that if it wasn't for that period at the beginning of the season where he scored four goals. I know that's a big chunk and that, that is a big impact, don't get me wrong. I don't think he's done much either. Like, defensively, I don't think he's been great. The, the he's most... not made as many mistakes as Morrison has. He, he's, no. I felt safer with him so far this season than I have with Morrison. That's, that's my true. only thing thinking about is, like, clear-cut mistakes. I think Morrison's... I probably, like, stats are probably going to show me right up here. Some stats are going to come say Flint's created this many errors or whatever. But well, to me, fair, I just though, felt... He keeps coming up as like one of the best performing defenders in the league just yeah, because of that the whole the, the start of the season. And the problem is with Flint, he puts together like one or two games in a row where he looks impressive <clears throat> and then he's poor again. And yeah. he's never really put a consistent run together. Morrison has for us countless times. Like you, you know, but the problem is, like you're saying, Ben, it's kind of flickering out a little bit. And it's a tough one because I, I would not trust Flint over a whole season to be our starting centre-back or our main centre-back. And with contrast running out, which one do you pick? To be honest with you, neither of them seem like a good option at the moment. And that's the worrying thing. We've not got depth in the department where we used to be strongest. We used to look at our defence and think, look, we're, we're pretty solid and we might nick a goal. That's what we did under Warner. That's how we got promoted. We were solid at the back and we nicked the odd goal. Now, second worst defensive record in the league that is not good enough and it's, these not, players... it's not something you'd ever associate with this Cardiff squad would no. you we sort of wouldn't no. like you said built on 
We were we built on like, yeah, and scoring a couple of goals. Hopefully, nicking a couple of goals. Um, we also felt that at that one stage, like you sort of look at Flint, you look at Morrison, and the way Nelson started at the club, it was a sort of like they were really good options at centre back. We felt like that was sort of the area that causes the least problems. But sort of we've moved into this more modern style, which the clubs desperately need, and I think 100 is the right thing. But unfortunately, these two, I think, are going to be victims of sort of the old Cardiff City. They're going to be the guys who sort of have to be sacrificed for us to move forward. Oh, sacrificed. Like the Green Man thick statue that they burn on the last day of Green Man. I'm not suggesting we burn anyone at the stake, by the way. <laughs> um, just, you know, release them on a free, go out into the wild. Why would you think... I think and Morrison. Bad we... news, Sean. What you're not giving me a new contract? Oh, it's worse than that. <laughs> um, where do you think someone like Aidan Flint would end up? Like we talked about Morrison potentially top end League One club at this stage. Morrison with two eyes, that is. Aidan Flint would probably still. You probably. I reckon he might end up back at Bristol, Portsmouth. So yeah, like that. Someone like yeah. that. Yeah. Like just down the league, but Ipswich. I reckon yeah, Pack will go back. Ipswich. I reckon Pack will go to Portsmouth. No, so I, Flint apparently is building a house in Bristol, so he doesn't want to leave the area. Um, oh, Bristol Rovers, then that would really yeah, Bristol Rovers. But um, Pack I could see going back to Portsmouth because that's where he started his career, and if they're on the up, you could you could kind of make sense that a, an experienced Championship midfielder for them would be a good move. Um, anyway, so decision: you get rid of Moz and you keep him Flint. Was that the consensus on that one, or Tom? You get rid of them both, Ben. You keep him Flint. No, I keep Morrison. I'd say just for his experience and with me hoping that he'll come good again and this is just a little bit of a dip. I think he just needs a bit of a love. Yeah, and, you know, he's probably, I think he's worn out and hopefully now he's in and out of the team. Hopefully after Christmas he kind of pulls his form back. I suppose they'd want to keep Kieran Brown around because he gets the discount at CEX. Um, it's good. Well, I think it's about 30% staff discount. Um, yeah, so the boys going. can get their PS5 games. Good for them, really. Good for them. And Curtis Nelson knows Wes Nelson, so you want to keep him around for the parties. Um. Perry, I told it dawned on me um, after the Birmingham game. There was a close-up of Perry and G, and he proper looks like that kid that, when he was younger, was riding around doing wheelies on his bike with his top off. <laughs> yeah. That's me. Yeah, with a, J- proper... with a JD sports bag over his one shoulder. Yeah, he's got the proper like he he he's the kid that threw the snowballs through the window at the teacher when he got sent out of class when it was snowing. Yeah, very good. Yeah, fair play to you. Yeah, shouted shouted fuck off, miss, as he left the room, and then when she went, what did you say, Perry? I said, ruck off, miss. <laughs> no. Yeah, a little scary. He, he told her to fuck off, and I butted it by looks of him. He proper looks like a proper li- li- little fucking little loud, little loud. Little yeah. I love him. Um. Here's another question that I just checked in there as a random one, um, inspired by the football match I watched yesterday. What's the biggest Cardiff result you've ever seen? Like in what person? Mean, what do you mean like, biggest in terms of score? Highest score. Yeah, what's the high? Like I was thinking, because I think the biggest I've seen was when Cardiff beat Crew 6-1 uh, back in Dave Jones' first year. We battered Derby at home, didn't we? It was 5 that was or like, 6-1. That was 5 or 6 as well. Yeah, the one I'm thinking is when Liverpool battered us, wasn't it like 6-3? 6-3. That's, yeah, that's one I forgot about. Um yeah, we went 3-1 up. No, 2-1 up, didn't we? 2-1 we up, then 3-2. Then Suarez just absolutely tore us to pieces. Are we doing big most amount of goals here? Or are we doing big... No, big not big necessarily. Big. I just, I thought, you know, my biggest Cardiff win is that's when we won 6-1 against Crew. I think. Because I think Derby, didn't we beat 6-1 as well? Yeah, yeah. they got Rotherham 5-0 in Warnock's first season. Yeah. 
That was the other one I could think of. But I couldn't think of anything higher than that. If we'd scored like seven or eight in a game, but I can't, I don't think in my lifetime there's been one. Not that I remember. I, 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 I don't think, think so. No, five. Yeah. Five and six is a. Five and six. Oh, the Bristol City away game, wasn't it? Did we beat them six, six nil? Six, six nil. nil, yeah. yeah six is probably five. the highest that I could think of in terms of us scoring goals. And then the Liverpool 6 3 is probably the biggest overall scoring that I can think of. What was that Charlton game in the promotion season? Was that 5 3? 5 3? Yeah. 5 3? Our biggest win ever is was in the Welsh, Welsh Cup. Cup. In like, yeah. 16 <laughs> someone like, like someone like Ton Tag. Uh, Knighton Town. Oh, yeah. Big team. We beat Enfield 8 0 in the FA Cup in 1931. Yeah, fuck off, Enfield. We hate Enfield and we hate Enfield. We hate Enfield and we hate Enfield. We hate Enfield and we hate Enfield. We are the Enfield haters. I, d- I can't even really brag about beating Knighton Town too much. When I played when I played for Senny Bridge. We beat him six 0 in Knighton. So, <laughs> um, uh, that's amazing. Um, well, good. Well done, everyone. Um, <laughs> moving on now to the Twitter questions. This is everyone's favourite part of the show. Uh, let's go sense. pardon from people that actually talk sense yeah exactly instead of listening to us for five minutes you can listen to other people Nathan Davis our subs and change in formation changed the game adding that much needed dynamism and attacking prowess that we lacked in the first half Pack is too ponderous and passive in the middle to start would be a good player to bring on when we're two or three nil up wishful thinking McGuinness <laughs> though what a boy uh, Dylan Seem to be a much more attacking threat with four at the back. Do you think it's time to abolish five at the back? Tom, we're talking about abolishing five at the back, taking them off the statutes book. To be Did fair, of... Go on. the less the less defenders we got on the field, probably the better. There are worse performing players half the time. But mind you, our midfield's been pretty shocking as well. Actually, yeah, we're just a bad team, actually. I don't know what we do. <laughs> but, um... <laughs> I think it's worth a go. I think I think first point as well about like you know, we attacking players coming off the bench. We've tried to start these players as well, and that hasn't worked yeah. either. So it seems like the only answer we've got is to concede and then come back into the game. But yeah, I think it'd be interesting to see the four at the back because it's not quite working at the moment. It's not as bad as it was, but it's still not quite working, is it? The five. It the made back. such a difference when um, was it Nelson came off for Harris? Mm-hmm. That change in shape, we looked a lot more balanced and sort of composed. Yeah, but I can understand why he's reluctant to do it because. We haven't really got two centre backs. I'd like to see us pair together. Sort of McGuinness, the way he's playing at the moment, is a shoe in. But alongside Future that, any with, player yeah. you put in there has got his flaws. Whereas if you've got three in there, they sort of should theoretically cancel each other out. It makes two good centre backs if we have three of them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's basically what we're doing. Yeah, yeah. Um, HLDJ, that's Harvey LDJ. Last week you mentioned that you thought we should address midfield rather than defence in January, but Wintel seems to be exactly what we need for that role. Surely if we brought him back, we could focus on bringing a new centre-back to pair with McGuinness. It's not a bad shout, is it, Ben? No, it's, um, yeah, it's not something I've thought about, but for me it's not something... I see a lot of people on the creative side of that, someone coming to do that. But I think Joe Rawls is, can do that job enough to, for, to see us through for the rest of the season. For me, yeah. it's not that going forward, it's sort of the gap between the defence and the midfield needs it's, it's the tra- more. It's the transition, isn't it? Like, the, the, the thing we haven't got is that pivot player who takes the exactly. ball. Like, you know, when we when we win the Premier League that first year, Gary Medell did it effortlessly, which was just get the ball from defence and move well, it to the... Well, for six months. Yeah, for six months. But, like, it just showed how crucial that role is for that six months because then it all fell apart without him. Yeah. Um, when he Oliver Root. No, he couldn't be asked. He wanted to go to Italy. 
Oliver Reese, it can't be underestimated the job Morrison with one R has done in a short space of time. But come January, could you see him changing to a fallback, a back four formation if you can get the personnel in the transfer market? And Tom, here's one for you. And dare I say it, give Murphy one more chance. Oh, Josh off. Murphy's back, baby. <laughs> <laughs> no. It's been a few weeks. He's back. Is it time for Murphy to shine, Tom? Yeah, why not? We've got fuck all else. Yeah. yeah. I think it's an interesting one that bringing personnel in, isn't it? Because we're just not going to do it. <laughs> it's like yeah. we, we need reinforcements in midfield. We need reinforcements at the back. But we're not going to do it. We're not going to do it. And that's the worrying thing. But yeah, yeah, Murphy, yeah, of course he's the answer. We've known him. I'm absolutely delighted he's got a mention. There you go, Joshy boy. It's been a while. Uh, Blaine, try four at the back for now, but still think a back five is our best formation. If only you had a decent left-footed centre-back. Right now, but he's always looked uncomfortable on the left side. Move him to the right and McGuinness to centre and get someone like Levi, Levi Colwell on loan next summer. Ruben Colwell's brother. Um, <laughs> a bluebird legend. Um, that's his name. Go four at the back. Who makes it the centre-back pairing? McGuinness and... I think we've already answered that. That's the question. Uh, Ellis Hearn, look, I know it's a great character to come back from 2-0 down, but I just think we've got to change good character into good win with clean sheets. Agree going back to 4-3-3 with Nelson and McGuinness, NG and Giles. Play with energy just in front of the back four, not pack. Uh, Alex Strange, Ben, where are we putting the statue of Mark McGuinness in 10 years' time? Uh, wherever he wants, just to be honest. Ask him where he fancies it. Yeah? Yeah. Outside of Greg's, maybe? God, that's another mention for Greg. So they're going to be buzzing. Uh, Reese Gilbert need to go four at the back with McGuinness at the main centre back. Who would you go alongside him as other centre back? Already talked about that. I should vet these questions so I can cover them off at once. MBF definitely needs some new faces on the defensive side. Who should could we get in January? I Tom, I mentioned Nat Phillips last week like a fucking idiot, and he went and did a Cruyff turn in the um, in the San Siro against AC Milan. Uh, he's out injured now. I should uh, say he's uh, hit himself as well. Isn't he? he's enough, yeah, he's got a fractured cheekbone, so he's not be coming in. Is anyone you got your eye on Tom as a loney from a young, you know, a young Premier League player? Of course, I haven't got an eye on another team. Yeah, I, <laughs> I why do you have to get to me on this one? No, I don't know. To answer, I think if we are going to sign someone, it's got to be a loan signing. We're, we're not going to buy anyone. So, like you said, we probably are going to go look at the Premier League. Who's not playing there? Who do people want to send out? But is that what we... That's all we're going to do, but is that what we need alongside McGuinness, another youngster in there? You know, we kind of need an experienced head in there because our experienced heads aren't doing their job. And then and that's the issue, right? Like, we've got experienced heads in our squad. It's just not working. So perhaps it is worth the risk of throwing a youngster in there. But, yeah, I don't know who the answer is, to be honest. I've got a player. This is a guy that sort of... I was playing FIFA and he popped up and I thought, actually, that wouldn't be a bad shout. He's sort of in and out of the Spurs squad at the moment a bit, but wouldn't do You're not going to say Joe Rodon, are you? No, I was going to say Oliver Skip. All oh, right, okay, thank God. Oh. For that. Is he a centre-half? No, he's like he's a centre-defensive midfielder, but like I said, for me, it's not. I wouldn't go for a, a centre-half. I'd be looking in the field first. Yeah, fair. Yeah. But we've yeah. had one he did, he, did well at, he did well at Norwich last year and sort right. of... Played yeah. a huge part there. He's he's all right. He's playing a bit for Spurs, but wouldn't it well, sort of like that sort of player to see if we can get someone in like that? One clean sheet we've got this year. It's mad. Isn't isn't it? many, yeah, I saw that. To be fair, it's one of the few games I've seen in person, and that was a horrific nil-nil against Barnsley. We got two got clean three. sheets then. We got two clean sheets then because he kept a clean sheet at Blackpool away. No, it was two one. Two one. No, I'm pretty sure it was 2 0. No, we I don't know. Sheet. I'm sure we have. Yeah, we have. Yeah, I'm looking at it. I'm pretty sure we hit Blackpool 2 0. 
Uh, are you arguing with soccerstats.com here, Ben? 14th of August, 21. I was there, Tom. I wasn't that pissed. Kind of oh, Barnsley was what? Barnsley Blackpool was the Hill. Hill, sorry. Oh, that yeah. was my fault, yeah. Fucking I was hell. at Blackpool as well. Yeah. I was with you. But yeah. yeah, exactly. You were next to me. <laughs> but yeah, we've had one, like even Red in Peterborough, Bristol, Barnsley have had three clean sheets this year. We've had one. It seems that like Birmingham have had 10 clean sheets. Yeah, they just can't, they can't win. They games. just can't. Yeah, and we, and we managed to concede twice against them. But uh, and that is worrying. One in 22 games is just not good enough. Uh, K49745 seem to get done by the same counter-attack goals each game. Now, what needs to change to fix this? I think we covered that off a bit earlier on. Jordan Hearn, is it time to drop the five back and play a more 4-3-3 with Isaac Davis Moore and Harris as the top three and have Ruben playing in just behind? Fucking hell. That sounds sexy, doesn't it, Ben? That's fucking... That's a proper FIFA formation, that, isn't it? <laughs> in theory, yeah. that sounds brilliant. In reality, we'd get battered. We would get battered. Um, I've gone visual for these next two tweets, boys, because I need your opinions on this. Uh, ben Morse, rewatching Clash of the Titans, rubbish film, and from the forehead down, do we think Sam Worthington looks like Big Kiefer? No. No. That's a no. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I saw that tweet come in, and I thought, just that is proper shite. <laughs> it's not even close. No. Sorry, Ben. Sorry, Ben Morse. Sorry, uh, sorry, the boys ben. have... Dismissed that out of hand, and we're back to K49745 for this one. Also, not a question by Sir got served this pint in spoons. Thoughts, lads. Um, I'm not quite sure what beer it is. I thought it was a Guinness at first, but it looks far too pale to be a no, Guinness. No, that's uh, that looks like a awfully poured Worthington's. It does look like a bad worthy, yeah. And to I be honest, the question there is why are you ordering a Worthy's? No, I it's like why it. are you going to spoons? Spoons is great, no, it's not. It's run by a bell end. Cheap, yeah, but you could, you could say that about a lot of business. You, we love Cardiff City, but who's it run by? Yeah, true. <laughs> yeah, I'll climb down from that high horse then. Yeah. Uh, and the last question, uh, well, two questions. Morgan Hoskins, if we could sign one player realistically per position, who would you go for, Ben? Oh, per position, we sign one. So we're going. Well, let's, let's go striker midfield, centre half. Fuck, I don't know. I, I could have done with a heads up on this question. <laughs> so could I. I just read it now for the first time. <laughs> um, I should look at these tweets before they come in. Um, yep, you do I'll, it like a Twitter with... account. I can't do all the heavy lifting here, Ben. Oliver Skip, uh, Coutinho, and <laughs> Jordi Alba. I don't know. Tom? Uh Oh, it's my birthday. I didn't do any research. You know, I can't be asked these questions. All right, well, I'll, I'll help you. I'll help you out with this one. I'd go Johnson, Clark, Harris up front. I'd go in midfield. I would probably go someone like John Swift from Reading. Um, and at centre half, yeah. at centre half, I would look at somebody like who have we played that's been quite good at centre half this year. Um, that there's that who's that guy who plays a Derby who they signed from West Brom. Um, he has a terrible hairline. He's only 24. Um, can't remember his name, but he's very good centre-half. <laughs> they signed from West Brom. Um, and the final question, um, and this one's an open-ended question for both of you, Sean Collins, who would win in a fight? Kiefer Moore, Sean Morrison, two hours, John Parkin, Gary Medine. It's like a Royal Rumble, all in the ring at once. Who's winning that fight? I've got a feeling that it would be Kiefer Moore just because of the stamina. I don't yeah. think Parkin or Medine has the stamina and Sean Morrison's easily injured. If you go in Royal Rumble, Royal Rumble, Parkin's going the big show thing where they'll all think out he's going to win, but because he's a bit of a fat lad, everyone will gang up and chuck him out. Um, Sean Morrison, I think, because he's the sort of guy that just takes an absolutely ultimate baby face, takes a battering, comes from nowhere and pulls it out at the end. Nah, he's got, he'll break both wrists or something. 
again. Yeah, yeah. Imagine heroic story then, JR calling it. Oh my God, wrists. King. With two his broken wrists, wrist, he's one rumble. His wrist is broken in half. Is there weapons involved? Like I reckon Gary Medine knows his way around. No, it's a straight uh, shoot. Uh, uh, Gary, Med- Gary Medine's shoot. going to be a knuckle, let's be honest. Yeah, I, I, I back Kiefer Moore. All right. So Kiefer Moore for me, Kiefer Moore for you, Tom, and then you've got yeah. Sean Morris and Ben. I'm going to Sean Morris. No, Keep the Twitter questions coming in. Twitter.com forward slash VFT Ninian. Um, and now we're looking ahead to Derby. Um, ben, Derby beat Blackpool yesterday. They're bottom of the table. Everyone knows that the, the you know the trouble they've been through as a club, but Rooney seems to have something going on there. Fair play to him. No matter, you know, you can say what you want about his hairline. You can say what you want about Derby as a football club. Um, but he's doing quite a good job there, despite you know, all odds. Yeah, you the tension you brought up the hairline because I think the main strength for us is actually going to be the Morrison uh, Morrison's hairline. hairline. Rooney's going to be distracted by that, wondering how he's kept it so strong because they're of a similar age <laughs> and not pay attention to the game at all. And that's how we're going to win. Tom, do you agree? Yeah, that's probably some of the most in-depth analysis we've ever done on the pod, actually. A lot I'm of thought has gone into that. Yeah. I don't know. I, I worry about this game. I, I just... It's the type of team... I, I just think I can't see this game more than a point from it. I don't know. I think we'll start, like the likes of like Tom Lawrence, who did pretty much fuck all for us. Yeah. He's got that moment of magic in his locker. And it, I just can it's the classic like player who's played for us coming back, biting us on the ass. Like he's done it for Wales. Like, you know, he's pulled off like winners away at Georgia and things like that. I, I, he, in those clutch moments, he's kind of got that. Um, I, I don't feel outside of key for more. I don't think we really have that at the moment. And I just it, it it worries me this game because they've got nothing to lose, Derby, if they this season. No. Like they they expect they're gonna go down more, more than likely, no matter how well they do. So it, it, it's a dangerous fixture for us. I thought they'd go down like like a leveling, like no fight in the whatsoever, yeah. some of the players they've got there. But Jesus Christ, the way Rudy's got them all together has been fantastic. Um the other thing it's just got is this falls on my birthday. Uh oh. Yeah, recent results on my birthday have not been good. So the last games I can think of was the we when I went to Birmingham away on my birthday. That was a one 0 loss where Connolly got the ball slammed in his stomach and they gave away a penalty. Yeah. Um, and then the other one I can think of was losing to Middlesbrough three uh, two, Malky Mackay's first year. So for as long as I can remember, our record on my birthday has not been great. That so coupled up with Derby, yeah, basically. Nice one. They're going to ruin my Derby. Going to ruin my birthday. Would you, in this situation, then Ben, pray for some snow? You know, we've had the snow incidents with Derby before. Would you like some snow to call the game off, just to guarantee that we don't lose? Yeah, it wouldn't hurt. Just yeah. some form of payback, whether it's snow or I don't know, fake a COVID outbreak because Derby have done that as well. To be fair to them, someone having a tiny willy. You had to get yeah. it in then. That's of course it did. I wrote it on here. Something about Moz Tiny Willy. Oh yeah, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't know that. what I would say, but I just I knew I'd say something about it. Oh, um, the bit you're on about as well. Like, I've literally got haven't had it open to that much. I've only just seen the bottom. <laughs> listen uh, to listeners out there. You're hearing. You know, sometimes you don't record. It's mainly because of these two jokers, um, not doing any heavy lifting um, on the pod. You know, I do it all basically behind the scenes. Um, yeah. I don't. I do fuck all, really. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I just like to pretend I'm the, the martyr for the course. Um, I, I really don't know where I'm going with this, Tom. Um, so, um, 
Derby. Do you find the David Marshall thing interesting at Stoke, at Stoke, at Derby? How well, he's, he's not playing. Yeah, they've just flat out just gone, right, you go in. Even though every person, every Derby fan said Marshall's better than the keepers they've got there. Because who's the keeper who starts the game? Is it that Raya, his name is? Raya, is or, it, or it's him or it's Ryan, Ryan Allsop, is it? The guy that was yeah, at Ryan Allsop's the other guy, yeah. Like Marshall, I don't know if it's a case of finances, of literally just stopped him coming in, but Marshall was like decent for them. And for him to drop out the squad completely, even though he's still like got the number one shit, I find really strange. It's not Ray, it's not Ray's Brentford, it's Keller Ruse. Yeah. Do you reckon like he's on a paper play or something, or like some sort of performance bonus? I think it's performance bonuses. I do. Yeah. I can I can it, it happened at Cardiff apparently with Peter Thorne, right? There was a rumors that his his goal bonus was too high, so the club stopped paying him. We did it with Gareth Wally, where he got to 23 appearances and he was due a 60 uh, 50 grand bonus I think on 24 appearances so we just stopped playing him it could be a similar thing that if Marshall plays he has so many incentives because uh, he might be on a lower salary that they can't afford him at the moment wasn't the form thing that he thought he's got like when he got the contract he asked for a thousand pound goal bonus and Sam Haman put an extra zero on the end didn't realise effectively how that's the rumour that's the rumour is that they put an extra uh, there was a misplaced comma or something that made it 10 grand awesome. um, and he got 10 grand per goal in a season where I think he scored 16 <laughs> so, so you know, tasty little bonus on top again, unconfirmed, alleged, but I wouldn't be surprised because it was the Samperman era. Um, it's not like it's, we can ask him either because he doesn't do fucking interviews. Well, he's, I, I, I did get close to tracking him down. Um, I know he splits his time between Portugal and the UK because he's a big surfer and he's retired. Um, Anyway, looking at Derby's <laughs> squad, um, I forgot they had Ravel Morrison, another former Cardiff player playing for him. Uh, so they've got David Marshall, Ravel Morrison, uh, Tom Lawrence, three former Cardiff players there. Um, I am worried about this game, Tom. Yeah, because it's a game... I could just see us losing. It's yeah. like, it's just, it'll be classic us. Yeah, to be honest, like I've got nothing to kind of back it up. It just feels like we're not going to win this game. The vibes are off. Yeah, early, the, early kickoff, former yeah. players at home. Is it on TV? No. Just an early kickoff. I think it might be on TV. I think um, it is. Let's have a look. Sky Sports listings. This is great. <laughs> this is absolutely great. Better radio. and better every week. Honestly, you think we'd look this up before we started, wouldn't you? <laughs> uh, let's have a little look next Saturday. Um, I can't. I can't see. Oh, oh, I figured it out. No, Middlesbrough versus Bournemouth. Oh. Yeah, we're not we're not on TV either. Madness. Absolute madness. But yeah, it, it does just feel like that sort of game, doesn't it? That it's just going to go against us. It feels like they're going to just shit house us. Why would they? Uh, oh, I know why it was moved. Because of the um, Stereophonics uh, uh, Stereophonics concert. gig. Yeah. The Stereophonics concert in town. So it was meant to be at 12.30 so town could be cleared and get everyone back in, basically. That's been cancelled now. So yeah. can they just put it back to three o'clock, please? Or just put it on TV. That'd be even better. Yeah, put on Espedorek or something. Well, oh, like the, the fact S4C have paid the club to get TV rights for that FA Cup game is fucking unbelievable. It's gonna make it like a poor attendance could be even worse. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. It's I mean S4C have their biggest viewing viewing figures in years. The only thing I can think of is the club thought, right, we'll get more money from this TV. Than we would if we sold it. Then the tickets. Oh, absolutely! Like because the tickets are going to have to be sold for a fiver and ten or a piece to even encourage attendance. Like it's not even a good. No, they're not allowed. I've looked at. There's a minimum pricing. There is a minimum pricing. Yeah, it's it's got to be. You can't run a promotion on FA Cup tickets, which I think is fucking mental. (sighs) I mean, 
It's not even an exciting championship club, is it? It's Preston. It's just the worst possible draw. You, know, you don't get from like a fan point of view, not from like in terms of a winning winning point of view, it's quite a good draw, right? We've got a we've got a realistic chance of getting through to the next round. Great. But as a fan, you either want a small team away from home so you can go to a cool ground or like a ground you'd never go to, or kind of like a big club home or away. Yeah. Just something to not the team that you play constantly. Like and have have like a fucking hoodoo over us. Yeah, I feel like I've watched Cardiff Preston about 150 times. I feel I like feel it like happens five or six times a season. Yeah, I was just about to say <laughs> four times a year. Like it happens early and it always happens late in the season and we somehow always play them on like a Friday night in December. Yeah, I can never go to the away <laughs> game, which yeah. infuriates me. Always midweek. <laughs> yeah, all, yeah it's, it's, it's always a Tuesday or a... Yeah. God, Preston. Um, but yeah, so it's so disappointing. You know, there's some, some there's so many good lower league clubs in still in the draw. We could have got one of them and like a Port Vale or something just to switch it up. Yeah, big ground Port Vale as well. Take a yeah. shitload of fans. Not that Not... far because it's in Stoke. Yeah, like exactly. Miles away. But no, fix. Uh, but fix. Yeah, fix. Um, and then the TV games they've put on are dreadful as well. They have put Man United Aston Villa on TV. As if that doesn't happen six times a season, there's no they none, put there's Leeds no West Ham on, even though they're playing again. They're playing a week before the FA Cup as well. Yeah, it's but there's a, no non-league team on TV. Which yeah, is Chester, whole, Chesterfield drew Chelsea, and that and game didn't get put on TV. Bollocks, isn't it? Don't want to be in the FA Cup anyway. I'd love the FA. Cup. I'd take a cup run if we can. If, if it's a shit season and we get a nice little cup run, I'd be happy with that. Would you take FA Cup final uh, with relegation? I would. Yeah. I would, yeah. Yeah, so. The old Wigan. Yeah, 100%. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Imagine, imagine yeah. winning the FA Cup and being relegated to League One. Yeah. <laughs> European L- Tour in League final. One. At Fleetwood, would they do like a cup tour with the, with, at Fleetwood away? <laughs> how, do you, how do you do like the Europa League while playing the Johnston Paint Trophy as well? Well, we Papa did it Johns. back the, Wel- the Welsh Cup days. Yeah. You know? God, can you imagine a little? Where would you go? Like, because you get qualifiers, don't you, for the Europa League with, with no, the FA Cup, put, or is it? You're I the think group you're, stage? Put, you're put in group stage, aren't you? Well, how does it work with the Conference League thing now? No idea, if, to be honest. Would losing finalists get like? No, depending on who, who would be your right. So you, you're in you're in the Europa League. Um, you, who are your three teams in your group? I'm going for somebody like I want like a Real Betis. I want somebody like a. Poor, like an Uzbeki side or like a Kazakhstan side. Yeah, you want and you somebody want random mad, like Go Ahead Eagles from Holland. You want your mad like Sevilla because they're just the classic Europa League side. Yeah, yeah. You want your mad sort of former Soviet side somewhere that's like, runs like partisan Belgrade or something. Yeah, oh, something yeah. like that. And then you just want some bizarre sort of like I don't know. I'd like sheriff, also, like sheriff from Mold- uh, not Moldova to start. I want Link, Link, Lincoln Red Imps. <laughs> um, and then yeah Hibs Some, Hibs yeah get like a Scottish team and then uh, I don't know Bohemians from Ireland no you could uh, have a, you got have a nice away trip here to Spain so Sevilla would be perfect or, or someone like Limassol in Cyprus oh, I've been there class. been to their ground yeah great Maximum Park song anyway who do you want to see when we get to when we win the FA Cup when we win the FA Cup and get to League One, who do you want to see in our Europa League group? <laughs> Tweet us view from uh, VFT Ninian on Twitter, twitter.com forward slash VFT Ninian. Um, and I think that's probably a good place to leave the podcast before we fall even 
deeper into the madness. Thanks for listening once again. If you like what we do, you can give us some money at ko-fi.com forward slash VFD Ninian because we do this for the love, not the money, and we have bills to pay. Um, you can follow us on Twitter, twitter.com forward slash VFT Ninian. And if you go to our Twitter page over the next couple of days, you should see a little teaser of something special coming soon. Isn't that right, Ben Price? Yeah, there is something nice. We saw your feedback. Um, we did some concept kits, saw your feedback, and we're, we're working on something, aren't we, Ben? We are, and it's going to be very, very special. Limited edition, very special. First ever view from the Ninian merchandise, I think, um, in reality. Tom, you working on anything special? Uh, no, no. I'll leave that to you, magicians. All right, cool. Um, Thanks again once for listening. Oh, and if your Uh, testicles need looking after, boy, do we have something in the pipeline for you. Yeah, if you've got hairy (laughs) balls, uh, keep an eye out on our Twitter feed. Um, <laughs> and listen to our podcast um, I, I think we just want to end the podcast with a, a get well soon message to Connor Roberts um, and he's been in hospital over the last couple of days with a bug um, and just you know not nice to see uh, so wanted to send him get well soon which is hopefully be back on the pitch for Wales come to those crucial qualifiers in March uh, thanks again for listening Ben thanks for joining us it's been a pleasure and happy birthday Tom Michael Rickett sends his regards thank you I wouldn't want to spend my birthday any other way <laughs> Thank you, thank you, thank you. Right, nearly half time, pal. Your turn to get a ground round in. Off you go. No, you get this one in, mate, because I've got the beer sorted for later. What do you mean you've got the beer sorted for later? I got the last one. You know that's not how the ground round works. Listen here, bud. How does the offer of free beer sound? What do you mean free beer? No such thing, mate. Just go and get them in, man. Serious now. All you need to do is go to www beer52.com forward slash VFTN and cover just £5.95 for the postage and you'll get your first case of eight globally sourced fresh as can be craft beers delivered right to your doorstep. What I mean is I've already got hours waiting for us after this and we'll need them after watching this shambles. What's the catch here now? Who are these people? Beer 52 are the world's most popular craft beer discovery club. Each month they send a case of craft beer from a different part of the world. Recent cases have included beer from the Alps, New Zealand, the USA, Ireland, Korea, and Germany. Bloody hell, that's not bad, is it? Yep, and if you do change your mind, you can pause or cancel your account at any time you like. Cracking, so how do I get it again? All you need to do is go to www.beer52, that's the numbers 52.com forward slash VFTN, to get your first case of eight beers for just five ninety five. That's www.beer52.com forward slash VFTN. Sound? Pie with a pint then? You know I never say no to a pie. <laughs>